Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody, Steve Politti here live at High Point Solutions Stadiums. How cool is that? For episode two of season two of the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast, as always, I am joined by the finest beat writers in the country, Keith Sargent, Ryan Dunleavy, uh, you know, and we've had a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, you watched the game. We saw the Rutgers one year ago obliterated by Washington. This year, different story, 30 to 14 loss, still a loss, but you know, if you're a fan and you knew you were going to watch this team and you knew you were going to looking for just signs of improvement after last season, you had to come away feeling like you saw some at least. I think in, in, in Rutgers history, I don't know if anyone's ever been more satisfied with a 30 to 14 loss, right? <laughs> I mean, we're coming off last year. I mean, we talked about going into the game. You, know, you just need to see some signs of improvement. Right. Can they make it a game in the, in the third quarter? That was one of my keys. And, you know, they did. You know, the game was – you could make a case that it was a game in the fourth quarter after they got that touchdown. So, yeah, no, I think uh, we saw a lot of uh, signs of positive improvement. So let's get right to it. The first segment I am calling, hey, nobody drowned in the hot tub. <laughs> Which is just to say that, you know, if you thought things weren't going to go well, uh, you were wrong. And yeah. I want to just, uh, you know, each one of you, just go through, give me the one thing that surprised you the most from this game. Ryan, you start. It's only fair, since I wrote this story on game day, to say the uh, thing that surprised me the most was the crowd. They yeah. were, they showed up, there were, they announced 46,000, I'd say it was probably every bit of forty. Uh, was here. Uh, they showed up. They were loud. They applauded the team, even though they were down 10-7 at halftime. They gave them a big ovation going back to the locker room. They were loud on a couple key situations, mm-hmm. especially after that first opening drive touchdown. The Rutgers fans showed up. and On time, too. Yeah, right? on a Friday time. night game, yeah. that's been a problem. Yep, yep, absolutely. They showed up. They The parking lots were great. You and I had trouble on River Road, which is How could they us, not fix that? I, they closed <laughs> the stupid park. I, this is a bad place to start the rant. But they don't, they're not parking in that little park anymore. <laughs> How hard is it? Why can't they get a footbridge? Oh, this these... is a Big Ten school. Why am I waiting there in this traffic so three kids can cross the street when a school bus unloads? Yes, I don't I mean, understand what, that. It's, it's, it's infuriating. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's never good to piss off the columnist who, who's going to. Uh, but the only everybody, you can't be the, the only box. one sitting there going, this could be done better. But, That's what I mean. What's mind-blowing is the only people who take River Road are the media and the high-end boosters <laughs> who park in the Scarlet lot. If you're parking in, like, the purple no, lot you're, or you're whatever, already, you're great. You're already screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That is a good observation. Very fair. We've taken shots at the fans before. But they, they, they were, were there. Sarge? Uh, yeah, I mean, the line play. I mean, uh, Chris yeah. Ash m- mentioned after the game, Jay Neiman talked about it today and, and, and yesterday, but certainly the line play surprised me. 
talking about a team, a Washington team that had, had all Americans along the defensive line, mm-hmm. the offensive line that had four starters back. They were not overmatched. You know, guys who, who like I, I really hadn't written a whole lot about. We hadn't written about Willington Prevalon played really well. Absolutely. You know, Kamoko Ture, you know, he, 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 he came to play, you know, once he got into the game in the second quarter. You know, certainly, the especially on the defensive line, I, I thought really held their own. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what I'm going to write today. I think that's the most important thing coming out of this game. Yeah. I mean, they were obliterate. They were not good on either trenches. side of the ball in the trenches last year, and that's very encouraging. All right, my, my surprising thing uh, is, is more on the negative side. I just – I thought when this game was in – a winnable situation, and it really was a winnable situation. Define winnable. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> a game with you could win, and when you're only down three points in the third quarter, okay. uh, I was I was surprised and a little disappointed that there was more aggressiveness from from Chris Ash on the fourth and one calls, uh, from the from overall on the play calling. It just seemed like you know maybe Rutgers was surprised to be in the situation in the close game and played, you know, they didn't abandon, they didn't, the light didn't go on and say, hey, we can win this thing. Let's steal this game. Uh, and it was just too conservative for me. And I, I was just disappointed because really, you know, you saw right away early in this game that this was a different team. This was going to be competitive. You know, that first drive, the first scoring drive, you saw a good offense. The defense was two, three and outs to start. You're like, okay, wait a minute here. Uh, and I, I'm just, that, that surprised me that they really didn't go for the jugular in the second half. Yeah, just to touch, just to touch on one thing you just said that it was almost like Rutgers was surprised. I think Rutgers was surprised. <laughs> the refreshingly honest Jerry Kill literally has said twice now since the game ended that even he didn't really know what he had, and he was pleasantly surprised by how well they blocked, how well the receivers got uh, separation. I think I think you're right. Yeah. I think you hit on something. I think even Rutgers was surprised how good they were. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, yeah, segment. And, 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 yeah, I was just uh, to uh, touch on. I think. I understand the approach, you know, playing field position and, and, and all that. You know, if you pin him inside the 10-yard line, maybe it's, it's different. But you're just you, – you got the sense that you're just waiting for Washington to kind of, yeah. you know, explode and, and, and to, to start playing well and, you know, their playmakers. And that's what happened. I mean, they, right. they tempoed him. They went to a faster tempo mm-hmm. in the third quarter, and that's pretty much what happened. I, I, I think almost everyone in the press box w- was in agreement that you got to go for it there. Right. All right, segment two. I'm going to call it, do you want a mulligan? And I spent a lot of – since game on Friday, I spent a lot of the day – on Saturday watching Big Ten football, uh, you know, and saw some things that surprised me, saw some things that impressed me. Uh, so now, you know, we gave our predictions for the season last year. As you're, now that you've watched it and you've seen some things, do you want to revisit anything you said? Yeah, I mean, I picked a 5-7, and seven, so mm-hmm. I was a little bit more optimistic. I'll, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with 5-7. and seven. I still think that they could beat Purdue and, and, and Illinois. And then either a Maryland or, or, or a uh, Indiana. I know both of those teams look pretty pretty good, but I, I right. think that they could go 5-7. and seven. Um, The one thing that I would probably change, and believe it or not, it sounds silly because he didn't get a sack, but Kamoka Ture, you know, where we talk right. about whether or not he's going to get 10, I, I went back, I, I watched the film, I just focused on him this morning, and he really played well. I, you know, he had the two quarterback hurries, he played well in run support. You know, if, if he plays like the way that he did, you know, considering he played against a really good offensive line, if he plays like that all, all year, he's going to have 10 sacks. And I know he had the blown assignment on the touchdown, but you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. The kid, he just looks like he had a different gear. You know? And finally, this is what we thought this kid was going to be. It's so. amazing what NFL <coughs> aspirations will do to motivate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't take a mulligan on my four wins, but I will say this. I was 
close to going on the Sarge bandwagon of five wins or six wins or eight wins or whatever it, whatever it is King Optimism does. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I I thought they might steal Maryland or Indiana or whatnot. I don't think that anymore. I, Indiana looked so good against Ohio State. They got guys. It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of the Rutgers game, just right, with less right. points, but pushing them, pushing them, and then just wearing out in the second half. And then Ma- Maryland, Ooh, uh, especially with a quarterback Rutgers recruited, um, go, doing that to Texas. I mean, that uh, that was impressive. So I still think they'll get four. I don't know if it's Purdue, who looked, as you've said, looked really good, uh, too, in yes. losing to Louisville. So I don't know if that's – I think they'll beat Illinois. I don't know if that other one is Indiana, Maryland, or Purdue. But I, to win two or three of those games, I thought they could last week. I don't think they can. Yeah, I, I picked three and nine. And I, I tell you, I'm on the fence about going to four and out, too. Just from base, you know, I thought that uh, Illinois looks terrible. So yeah. if you get a if you don't win that game if you're Rutgers even on the road I think that unless something dramatically changes uh, and Purdue while they played you know they played certainly better than you would have expected leading Louisville in the second in the second fourth quarter then you know that's still a winnable game but you're absolutely right and that that's the problem like the teams that you thought would be on the bubble Maryland looked I mean I, I, get, I get it it's not Texas it's yeah. lowercase t Texas but still to go down there and play as well as you did I mean they were they looked really mm-hmm. good offensively yeah. and the, the other big problem to me I watched nearly all the Michigan Florida game and a lot, chunks of the Penn State Penn State is the best team in this conference I think yeah, and they look I, I mean defensively Barkley I mean the, the quarterback I, I just was really yeah. impressed and then yeah. Michigan uh, when you have a they had a poor offensive performance the quarterback was shaky, a couple of yeah. sixes, yeah. and they dominated Florida and the defense defensively. Especially. It was I mean, just and that the defense gave up three yeah. points, and it's a you know, pretty good Florida team. And that was their question, right? Michigan's defense, after yeah. losing nine or ten guys to the NFL, how are they going to be? They look pretty good. Absolutely. All right, third segment. Know your non-conference opponent. All right, we're playing Eastern Michigan. I've, I've, I've prepared a five-question quiz for you to see your knowledge. I'm a Eastern pretty good Mich- student. You're a pretty good student. All right. Well, we don't have any technology here on the Building Rutgers podcast, so just say "ding, ding, ding" if you know if you think you know the answer to the question, and I'll and I'll, I'll call on you. Okay. First question: What town is Eastern Michigan's campus in? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Ipsilati <laughs> is Spilati. <laughs> Come on, that like distant relative. Ipsilanti, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, you're the, the the blank look on Sarge's face, though. <laughs> so I, I get mean, that. That's, I thought that was the easy one. Yeah. We're not on TV right We're, now, are we? Oh my God! You looked at me like, jeez. <laughs> I should have asked which corner of the state is Eastern Michigan University <laughs> now, I located? I wouldn't have known in. that. All right. Uh, second question. Eastern Michigan reached a bowl game for the first time in 29 years last season. In which bowl game did they play? Ding, ding, ding. The Bahamas Bowl. That is correct. And they lost to Old Dominion. Wow. Little, right. little does anyone know, but Don Levy actually tried to, to, to cover that game. He wanted to go to the Bahamas. When is Rutgers going to go to the Bahamas Bowl? Yeah, exactly. All right, third question. Which major league manager, for now at least, is an Eastern Michigan alum? The key in there is the for now at least part. That's a little hint for you. Uh, I'm going to guess Terry Collins. Ding, ding, ding. You got Whoa. it. There it is. All right. Pull back in there. Two to one. You're still down. If you can get this one. This is this is really a tricky one for you. Number fourth question. Which longtime Law & Order star attended Eastern Michigan but dropped out? You can either give me the, the, the actor's name or just the character. 
well, I know a bunch of La- Law and Order stars, so it's just narrowing it down. I have no idea what the answer is, but I'm gonna go ding, 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 and I'm gonna go with Jerry Orbach. Oh no, no, he's still alive. This the current. This he's still playing on Law and Order, I, uh, but he is in a position of authority. Uh, okay, get, I'll take a second guess right. if Sarge doesn't have one. No, nope. the guy, the guy who plays uh, uh, Sam Waterston, or no. uh, you know, um, Jack McCoy. Yeah, Jack it's not. Hitch. No, it's actually. Dan Florek, who plays Craigan, Lieutenant Craigan. Oh, yes, okay. the, he's, he's that guy yeah. you know. The I bald head guy does the commercials. You've yeah. seen him. Right. I was shooting too high. <clears throat> Final question. Eastern Michigan last reached the second round of the NCAA tournament in 1996. Which powerhouse program did they beat? Hint, I was there. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Duke. Correct. You got it. Yeah. Yes. Earl Boykin got, stunned. Yeah. Earl Boykin stunned Coach K. 1996. I, I had hair. Got it. it was great. You win. Without the, the hint, I would. You know it. your conference opponent. Congratulations, <laughs> Ryan. Three three points. He doesn't uh, know anything about the Eastern Michigan football team. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, the only thing I know, I, I, I know they went to you know I went to the bowl, but I was stunned. Only three and a half favorites for Rutgers. That's did that surprise you guys? A little. I mean, Rutgers hasn't won a game in 11 tries. Yeah. Well, so that's a good counterpoint. Yeah, yeah it, it's hard to make them too big a favorite. And like you said, Eastern Michigan is coming off a bowl, bowl 1-0. Um, so a little bit I thought maybe it'd be six, but I didn't <laughs> expect more than seven. And I think early, too. You, even Vegas, I mean, as much as they should be, they should rule the world with you know how, mm-hmm. how accurate they generally are. But you don't know. I mean, Liberty beat right. Baylor. Howard beat. Oh my know, gosh! How about that? Yeah. yeah I mean, so I mean, you Howard was up fourteen nothing. They were. Beat, yeah, you know, they, they weren't up for long though. Uh, but yeah, so you don't know. I mean, I think early in the year is kind of tough. I mean, Eastern Michigan, like Ryan said, are coming off a bowl. They're you know they have a good quarterback. So based on what you've seen this week, do you think this is going to be a game that Rutgers fans are chewing on their nails in the fourth quarter? Yes. Really. Yeah. I like how I, I I liked especially when I talked to Kyle Boland today. I think yeah, you know, I, I like how they're approaching it. They they seem like they're not taking them lightly, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think it'll be a game into the third quarter. Well, I think I, it'll, I, I think this is going to be a two touchdown kind of comfortable win. I really do, based on what I saw, uh, from especially with the way they ran the ball and played defensively. They should beat Eastern Michigan. Oh, they should, right. and I think they will. Right. I just I'll pick them. I just think I wouldn't be surprised if it's twenty eight twenty one with six minutes left in the okay. game. Okay, well, that's fair. All right. A very popular segment from the one person I heard about last week's podcast, like the true or false segment. So we're going to bring it back this week. Again, here's how this works. I just want to hear true or false from you. Very simply, I'll tell, I'll pick a winner, of course. And when we're done, we'll go back. And I think there's a lot of things in here we're going to want to discuss. So let's go. We're going to start with Dunleavy this time. True or false? The Rutgers offense needs to quicken the pace moving forward. True. False. Sorry. False. Okay. Uh, the atmosphere in High Point Solution Stadium on Friday was great. True or false? False. 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 Great's too strong of a word, I guess. Uh, Rutgers special teams will give up more than the four return touchdowns they gave up last season. True or false? False. False. Push. Push. <laughs> Push. That's false. Okay. True or True. false? Wow. That's going to be rough. All right. After watching Kyle Bowl and Gus Edwards and the rest, Rutgers should – Load up on transfers every year. True or false? False. False. True. True. Okay. Uh, Robert Martin is still the best running back on this team. Then leave you true or false? False. False. Both of you. Interesting. I'm going to discuss that one. Chris Ash was absolutely right to punt on fourth and short in the third quarter. Dunleavy. False. 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 I think we (laughs) covered that already. Uh, True or false, clock management was a disaster 
before halftime last week. Dunleavy. True. Sorry. True. True. It was. We'll talk about that, I think, in this year. All right. The final one. Forget football. Forget wrestling. Forget women's soccer. Forget basketball. Rutgers is a field hockey school. True or false? Dunleavy. <laughs> True. 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 Oh, <laughs> gosh. We're not old. We'll get into that just to, to please make sure someone in the sports information department ends. Oh, I do have one, one last one. This is an important one. True or false? Bring back the hot tubs. True. True. False. False. I think I forget we've done with true. the hot tubs. They're still out there. I'm looking at them, though. Yeah, true. I don't know if they haven't picked them up yet. True. I don't know. Do you really need to make that a weekly thing? I think you're testing thing? fate. You're Maybe. tempting fate a little uh, bit. Here. Okay. All right. So uh, what, what interests me is that both of you guys are Gus Edward guys. And I, I feel I, – I love the way he carried well. I think he, he was good. But, my gosh, I, every time you see Robert Martin, he just looks like he's got a different gear than, than, than even Edwards did. So uh, – I mean, I get it. You're good. You're the right to keep this rotation, but I want to. I got to see more Robert Martin running in, that, in the running game. You feel that way? No, nah, I mean, I, I think you are what you are. I mean, Robert Martin still hasn't cracked a, a thousand yards. I think mm-hmm. you know there's a reason, whether it's injuries or whatever. I know he's averaged five yards per, per carry through his career, but I think we've seen enough for Robert Martin. I think Gus Edwards really ran the ball well. Right. You know, in, in spots he probably still could have bro- broken one or two, but you know, I, I was generally impressed with Gus Edwards. Right. Yeah. I, I would say this. I would say, I think it's what you were alluding to, Steve, which is I think the carries, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like 23 to 12 or something, which right. is basically two to one. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it more one to one. I'd like to see 18 each, something like that. I, d- I don't know that I'm ready to say Martin's better than Edwards, but Mar- that was the best I've seen Martin run the ball in probably, I don't know, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Iowa game last year was probably the best game I'd seen him. So uh, I want to see more of him, but I still... Edwards, you know, everything new and shiny is better, right? right? right. So, so uh, I think it's probably closer than I thought, but I still want to see uh, a lot of Edwards. <laughs> now, the clock management thing is interesting because we, we, you know, we basically at this point and and what we do in NJ.com, we cover every single facet of the game, and it's something really we really didn't do a lot on. And I got two or three emails about it. Uh, people were for frustrated about what happened at the at the end of the first half. Sorry, I mean, what what did you think about? Yeah, my my problem, and we asked uh, Chris Ashley after the game, we might have even left him uh, let him off the hook a little bit, but you know, he said he was perfectly content, satisfied with right. the way they they, they they did that whole thing. Um, my problem is you, you, you settle for a 47-yard field goal. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've seen this team. We've seen the team struggle throughout training camp. 47 yards is asking an awful lot, especially a kid who hadn't done it before. We talked about it going into this. Mm-hmm. Like, he had one – he never attempted a field goal. Mm-hmm. You know, in four years in Minnesota, he attempted mm-hmm. one PAT. He missed it. So – a 47-yard field goal right. is tough for an NFL kicker to ask, you know, th- th- this kid to do it. I think, you know, n- no way I think that, w- that should have been the game plan. And especially when <coughs> – th- th- and I didn't realize this until I went back and looked at it – when they spiked the ball on second down with a timeout. And they left the timeout. They didn't, they didn't burn. I That's know you want to save point. the timeout to get the guy on the field. But, okay, if given the amount of time you took off the clock, I understand they wanted to make that mm-hmm. the last play. But – you know, that seemed like there was a little, there's something, there's just not, something not right about that, that, those last few plays. One thing I would throw in is I thought it goes back to what we talked about earlier, which is that they almost surprised themselves. They started that drive on right. the seven yard line. I think they just wanted to run out the clock and get to like the 35 yard line, punt, have the clock expire, mm-hmm. whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh man, we could actually score here. So I don't know that they were actually in a two, like, I don't think right. they were playing. I think the problem is they didn't even realize they were going to get a field goal Nobody. or they would have tried to get close. <laughs> Nobody know? was more surprised about Rutgers than Rutgers. Yes. Apparently is, our, is, our, is the conclusion we can reach. Yeah, so that's kind of what I think. Right. I don't think it, I don't think you'd see that exact scenario. Yes. I don't think you'd see that this Saturday. Right. I think that was Washington specific. All right. Okay. Next segment, another popular one with the one person I heard about from this, uh, 
<clears throat> it's called very simply the Big Ten fan base. We pissed off now, and here we go, folks. Kind of. This is really gonna piss them off too, but. Kind of a weak fight song. It, it's no Michigan. It's no Wisconsin. It's no, wait, it's no on with. It's no go even Northwestern. Yeah, it sounds what? a little like Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. when is it does. I mean, it's probably a joke there too. What? But I mean, when does it? Then. When does it pick up? What is there like a refrain? The yeah, onward state. Is that what they yell? Nah, I don't know. Right. Anyway, let's see if I can turn it off. Now I can't get rid of We're it. We're gonna do a we are chant. Or we are. <laughs> please don't. Uh, clearly, then this is this is not immediately that we pissed them off, but. We certainly, oh my gosh, did we ever with the, <laughs> yeah. and it's not a football thing, yeah, but man. it's, it's, it's the but biggest it's, news come out of Rutgers this week easily. Nick Soriano is eligible months. next year. Yeah. yeah uh, take us through number one, what happened with it? Number two, are you surprised? Uh, yes, I'll start with two there. I'm very surprised that he's eligible, but uh, huge news for Rutgers. I just didn't basically what I didn't think would happen is when the big 10 had a chance to anger either Penn state or the, <laughs> or the school that's been not Goodale, not yeah. Soriano, yeah. just the school that's yeah. been causing them headaches for four years. I thought for sure they'd anger this, that school. Um, but I thought they did the right thing by everything I know. So uh, go to go backwards, Nick Soriano, one of the, maybe the greatest wrestler, high school wrestler ever in New Jersey history. Um, Four-time state champ, was at Penn State, was 17-1 and as a true freshman, got injured, and wanted to transfer back home in conference. Um, Rutgers, behind closed doors, asked Penn State, can you not stand in the way of this? Can you just let this kid have what he wants? And Penn State said no. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically <laughs> Sorry, said no. Charlie. Sorry, said no. The rich need everything. <laughs> Um, and uh, which is just uh, and a, a little a little aside. I we, mean, the fact that people still think they should control where an unpaid he's not even a, he's not even a quarterback. He's a wrestler, yes. an unpaid college wrestler who should go to school is, is just incredible. And that it's why there's why there's a yeah. revolt waiting to happen against the NCAA. Why people like Jay Billis picked up this cause yes. on Twitter. Uh, anyway, go on. Finish. Yes. It. So Soriano uh, wanted to transfer to Rutgers. The Big Ten Sunday night. Uh, approved his decision to not have to wait out a year, which is was the crux of it. Penn State released him to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. They said you can go, but they said you're going to have to sit out a year if the Big Ten doesn't do anything about it. Lose a year of eligibility and sit out a year. And obviously, Sorian didn't want to do that. He's a kid who thinks he can win three more national titles, right. so he didn't want to lose a year of eligibility. They said you can go to Rutgers and not lose one, so now him enrolling at Rutgers is just dotting I's and crossing T's. Do we have any more clarity as to why the Big Ten? It, I, mean, I know that it's, we don't want to run inside that room, but what do you think? Yeah, I, I really don't. I mean, I know he was injured, and I know uh, there was. They felt like there was some precedent to his ex- uh, exact case, but I don't. Right. I don't hmm. know exactly. I'm sure it'll come out eventually, but I don't know exactly what the Big Ten saw. That's Penn State go. fans, because I'm sure you're listening. We did this. NJ.com. <laughs> yeah, hate us more. Hate us more. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I mean, you, you said that on Twitter that you know this probably doesn't happen without Ryan's reporting. This might be the only credit I give him all year. But <laughs> That's incredible. Credit to Ryan. Um, the other two things I'll say is, you know, suddenly the the Maryland uh, the game at, at Yankee Stadium is a hot ticket because oh yeah, hot ticket. Give me out. Sure, hot ticket over well, there. I, there there will be. This is a true statement. There will be people who come. Just for the wrestling okay, match. Okay, that's fair. There will be. We, whereas you you, you, th- you would think like so five five thousand of those and five thousand football fans <laughs> to watch yeah, that to watch the game in, in the Bronx. But, but a hotter ticket. 
when Penn State comes to town oh. in what late January, I think even Politi might actually come and take his yeah, first record wrestling match. <laughs> Seems like a big ask. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love wrestling. It's I mean it's great. I've, I've I've actually been to a wrestling match. Thank you very much. Not recently, but I have been, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I've covered Olympic wrestling. It's a it's a wonderful sport if you know yeah. what's going on. I don't really know what's going on. I've covered it for five years. I don't really know what's going on. Two! <laughs> but to close the segment, on, you know, come back full circle, you know, the one person who I fe- fear for, I think we might have to get some security for, is Ryan Dunleavy. When oh, all good. Those Penn State fans yeah. flooding it's into the that night. Yes. Yeah, we get, we're going to get that and Michigan. We're going to have to just, well, there's a lot of places you have to go this year. It's yeah. going to be uncomfortable. I would say this. Right. I, uh... I'm not usually one to go to the opposing press conference, but I might have to go to both Harbaugh and Cal Sanderson's press conference. <laughs> That's going to be uh, great stuff. All right, that segues directly into mean tweet of the week. I don't have I don't have a star. I do have from this Soriano segment. I guess it's not this week, but yeah, hey, look, still mean tweet. Mean tweets are great. Uh, the, the, the Penn ba- the Penn State fans on Twitter are just <laughs> relentless. I mean, I thought Michigan fans were bad. I, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty darn close, but I got this one after I wrote a column on this. It was simply, this entire article is based on a false premise. Get your facts straight. You are worse than CNN. Ouch! Yeah. How'd mean? that work out for that guy? I didn't work out so great. Old yeah. takes exposed. Old take exposed. All right. <laughs> you got you got a meaner one than that, though, I, I think? I have two. I have two. <laughs> we'll go back to uh, when the Soriano thing first broke. And I've got to give some history here. You mentioned Penn State fans being relentless on Twitter. Yes. I'm now two years into a Saquon Barkley tweet yes. that I sent out in September 2015 that said I didn't know if he could crack the Rutgers depth chart Truly in his first tweet. career start. Uh, turns out he's amazing. He's pretty good. And he could be. 14 carries, 187 <laughs> yeah. yards last week. Yeah, turns out he's amazing. Yep. Uh, we've known that now for a while. Penn State fans are still acting like I tweeted this yesterday. Yep. Um, so, yep. so on August 8th, I got from PGQUE, could Soriano crack the Rutgers running back depth chart? <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's good. Dude, that's good. That's creative. That's not mean. That's just funny. And then this weekend, mean tweet of the week from A-U-S-T-P-I-N, Austpin. Uh, Saquon Barkley is very good, unlike you at your job as a journalist. Ouch. Mean tweet of the week. That's just that stings. All that I know stings. is I, I just need to up my my, my game because <laughs> I mean, Dunleavy's won this two weeks in a row. I know. I mean, a lot of people hate me on Twitter. You, a lot is, of right. people hate oh, me. I see. Okay. All right. So you want? Let's just wrap this up with predictions, as always. Uh, uh, I, we talked about it a little bit, but we all I think we all think Rutgers is going to win this game. We all know Rutgers has to win this game. We discussed that last week at length. They can't, they can't lose this game. So if there's one thing that you want to see from this team that you didn't see last week, what would it be? Uh, I would say I want to see them be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see some shots downfield. They have these freshman receivers. I want to see them get involved. Bo Melton, Hunter Hayek, Everett Wormley. I want to see more than the five. I know they like Jerome Washington as a tight end. That almost scares me a little bit that they're going to keep throwing these five and 10 yard passes to Jerome Washington. Uh, I want to see them throw the ball downfield, get a little aggressive. So, yeah, and um, you know, I think getting to the quarterback, they they pressured the, the uh, Jake Browning a, a little bit more than I expected. But I think you know maybe getting this quarterback to the ground because Eastern Michigan actually does have a pretty good quarterback. I believe it or not, he was he was recruited by Rutgers. Yeah, he was a four-star recruit. Wow. Uh, Rutgers was during the whole Chris Laviano. Kyle Flood class. didn't get him. <laughs> well, he chose oh. Chris Laviano. Wow. <laughs> as the story goes, as, there was as a recruit he didn't get. As it was told to me today, they yeah they they picked 
Laviano over over him, and who knows? I mean, but the kid is pretty good, right. you know. And you know, can they can they pressure him, disrupt him? Can Kamoko Ture get closer to that ten sack total that that, that he keeps saying, you know, that, that, that we we've predicted for him? So. You know, that's probably what I'm looking for the most. How about that Darnell Davis hit? Yeah, <laughs> that's something that we should kind of absolutely. That's, that's all we have to say, really. Right. But it's incredible. Yeah. That picture went viral Oof, after we did. tweeted that Andy Mills took a photo of him getting uh, knocked uh, knocked out by Davis. That was great. Uh, the one thing I want to see this week, Grace, I want to see Jonathan Lewis. You know, I think yeah, this he couldn't play. Uh, I, I understand totally why you wouldn't want to put a rookie in that situation. Yeah. I asked Chris, uh, uh, Chris Ash about it this week. He said that the goal is to hopefully get him some exposure, some playing time. You would think that that would mean a first half series against Eastern Michigan, unless it, you know for some reason they're down early on. You would think that he'd get in there. I'm just curious. I want to. I mean, you know, this is a kid who's got a lot of athleticism. He's a big recruit. He's a big guy. I've seen him in practice. He's going to be able to run the. You know, even they, they ran the Wildcat against against Washington, and they, and they used Janarian Grant. That should be Jonathan yeah. Lewis. So, I mean, if you get him in there and and he can and he can do some little add a little to the wrinkle of his offense, it can't hurt. I'll say one more too. Janarian Grant. Yep. Needs yeah. Needs to get more, more surprised, more involved. disappointed right. by first game by him with those mm-hmm. two punts over his right. head and just not 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 really involved to the, to the degree yeah. I thought he'd be. They involved. did target him a little bit more. Uh, they, uh, believe it or not, the uh, the first bullet interception was uh, to uh, Grant. I. I you know, I'm no expert, but I think Grant might have actually taken that route a little bit uh, deeper than he should have. But yeah, no, he wasn't really involved, and to see him maybe get a punt return or a kick return, that would that, that would be good. All right, gentlemen. Well, we'll be back here. We did predict. We, oh, do you want to score. predict a score? Yeah. Give me a score. Okay, hit me with a score. I'll go 28-21 Rutgers. Okay. Sorry, I can't pick a field goal until right. I actually see them make a field goal. Right, that's fair. <laughs> didn't you pick Eastern Michigan two weeks ago in your season? No, I didn't. No, 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 no that wasn't no, him. No, no. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know what score I picked two weeks ago, but you know, I think Rutgers will win comfortably. You know, I'll say they'll, they'll win by ten. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to be bigger than that. I'm going to go like 31-17 victory for the Scarlet. That Knights. would be I impressive. Think, I think it's going to be. Uh, yes, it's going to be a much needed. Uh, um, <coughs> based on what I saw, I think they will win this game and win it pretty easily. And I've gotten 25 straight correct. So I have to drop that on every. I'm going to drop that on every <laughs> podcast. I can't wait to until I. <laughs> You can't wait, can you? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I know. It's going to be tough. We're going to do a special podcast. Just, just yeah. When I'm, for, when for I'm sitting week. there, when I'm sitting there at like 32 in late, in late <laughs> November, you guys are, can imagine how relentless this is going to be. Yeah. All right. Thank you again, gentlemen. It was fun. And we'll be back here again next week to recap the Eastern Michigan game. Thanks for listening.